0: Hi, everyone. Welcome to our podcast, where you will find messages from various speakers here at Eastgate House of Prayer Mission Base, both a house of prayer and a praying church. We pray that you are blessed through this message and that a greater measure of truth is revealed to you as you listen. I'm going to look to unpack some of the things that the Lord has just been stirring in my heart in this season. and um, So, I'm going to start here is last week. I'm just going to touch on, briefly touch on, because uh, I realize many of you weren't here last week. And uh, so, I'm just going to touch on briefly a few things that we touched on last week. And uh, then we're going to bounce off of that and step into some of the things uh, that the Lord's put in my heart for this week. So, last week, we touched on a perspective regarding what the very end of the Old Testament in Malachi 4 states, that before the coming of the Lord, He will send the spirit of Elijah and that will turn the hearts of the fathers to the sons and the sons to the fathers. We looked at this. Yeah, we look at this and we, hop, we hopped over into the New Testament. So that's at the very end of the Old Testament. And then it hops over into the New Testament. And we take a look at John the Baptist at the beginning of the New Testament. And Jesus stated that... John the Baptist was Elijah if we could receive that. So he was saying John the Baptist essentially was functioning in the spirit of Elijah if we could receive it. Because the spirit of Elijah is revealing first, here it is, that the heart of the Father is And always has been turned towards the children but the children need to see this clear picture so you got your Bibles with you we're going to go to Luke chapter 1 verse 17 speaking of John the Baptist it says He will also go before him, speaking of Jesus, in the spirit and power of Elijah to turn the hearts of the fathers to the children. And this is important to catch this part. And the disobedient, you could say rebellious, to the wisdom of the just. To make ready a people prepared for the Lord. And so we see right there as far as context that he's talking about turning the hearts of the children towards the father whose heart is already turned towards the children, is already making a way through his son, Jesus. And we touched on Jesus' models for us. What the father is like. Have you ever asked the question, What is the father like? Well, Jesus models the father perfectly for us, reveals the father clearly that he is good. And the natural response to true revelation of the heart of the father through the face of his son, Jesus, is it producing a love response as worshipers. Everybody say worshipers. Two, he shows us what it is like to be a son or a daughter turned towards the Father. Do you get that? So he's he's not only made a way for us to turn towards the Father, but he's actually showing us what a son or daughter turned towards the Father looks like. He shows us, as great as your mother and father are, you know, in this life, it just pales in comparison to the relationship of the father and the son together and what we're actually being called into. And so... Jesus models a healthy relationship. What it looks like. What we're called to step into with the Father and modeling something that as we're turned towards the Father what happens is right heart and functionality begins to happen within the home. Somebody give me an amen. It it establishes the heart and the spirit that is meant to be at the very core of the family. So good. Because if we're talking about seeing the family restored, it is the spirit and power of Elijah that reestablishes and heals families, broken families, wounded spouses, mothers, fathers, children, sons and daughters. It is the spirit and power of Elijah that heals and restores the family. But it starts by putting first thing first, amen? So we're going to continue this week. And by the grace of God, seeing in a fresh way in this season. And I've been asking this question, and I'm inviting you to begin to ask this question in the season, because it's a massive question, and the answer to it should radically change every one of our lives. And the question is, what does the Father want most? say it again. What does the Father want most? I'm going to ask you to turn your Bibles to John chapter 4. This is a very familiar portion of Scripture to many. Uh, But I realize some of you tuning in, this might be the first time you've even Opened up and seen this portion of scripture. But I'll give the context. I'll try to briefly give the context here. It is Jesus and the disciples. They're going from uh, Ju- Judea to Galilee. And he determines, Jesus determines that he needs to stop in Samaria. And they come across this well. that's. Pretty famous well it's jacob's well it's the well of a son of abraham but also a father to this woman that jesus is going to be encountering meaning a father who's a descendant a father who's gone before which terminology, Father, was a big deal back in the day. And so Jesus, the context is, Jesus is there. The disciples, they're like, we're going to go get food. Their bellies are grumbling. They're like, let's go get some food. Jesus sits down at this well. And it's Jacob's well. Now I understand there's how you would normally unpack this, there's a first layer, what I would call it, where just the things that you've probably heard a hundred times about, you know, the Samaritan woman and about evangelism and all of that stuff. And that's awesome. That's great. But I want to step into another layer that I feel like the Lord was just bringing fresh revelation to me by looking at this portion of Scripture. And so he meets up with this woman, Samaritan woman, at the well. And, you know, I'm, what dropped in my spirit is Jacob's well. and Psalm 24, 6, I know some of you are taking notes. Won't mention any names, Jocelyn. Um, Psalm 24, 6 comes to mind. Where it speaks, it says, this is Jacob the generation of those who seek Him, who seek your face. So I want you to think about, he's at the well of Jacob. I want to invite you into this place right now before the Lord in His presence. And I want, to ima- I want you to imagine Jesus has come up to your well come on Jesus has come to your well he's encountering you he clearly wants to be with you alone he wants a one-on-one meeting with you at your well You know, we're in this season right now where many, because of the dynamics that are taking place in society right now, many are asking, what about drink? What are we going to drink? What are we going to eat? These are some questions that are being asked in this dynamic. Disciples are running off to get food. Jesus is sitting at the well. The woman's looking for drink. And Jesus himself is looking for something to drink. So what if, prophetically speaking, Jesus says, give me a drink to you? I believe it was, re- it was to reveal what the Father was thirsting for. Do you believe that the Father, I mean, who's fully, you know, sufficient in and of Himself, He has no need of anything, but it doesn't mean that He doesn't have a desire, it doesn't mean that In who he is his nature that he's not thirsting for something longing for something and if Jesus came to reveal perfectly reveal the heart of the father the nature of the father who the father really is he's revealing prophetically speaking I'm saying he's revealing father was thirsting for something here and I wonder even today as the church gathers around this nation globally I wonder if the people of God the church as we know it I wonder if we came to church gathered to church I know we're in our homes but I wonder if we've positioned ourselves in such a way with this question in our heart as we come before him. I know we're gathering on the streamings. Asking this one question first. What is my loving father thirsty for from my life today? How can I just bless his heart What is on his heart right now? Today, not last week, not a year ago, but today, what is on my father's heart? As he's come to sit at my well, as he's saying, I'm thirsty for you, and to prove it, I've given my son I wonder how many of us that are gathering today, are positioning ourselves today, are we gathering with this question in our hearts and in our minds? Is this normal for us Sunday gatherings throughout the week? This is a sincere question. This is not a pointing the finger. This is not condemnation, just to be clear, but it's a sincere question in my heart. I believe it's something he's putting out there, presenting for us to prayerfully consider. Thirsting for a generation that seeks his face at the well of Jacob The heart of this generation is this, here's my question, is this, am I, are you the generation that seeks his face? It's not a question I believe that you can quickly just answer, not with integrity. Because it causes one to evaluate what they have and what they don't have in Him, relationally. With integrity, it causes us to step back and say, is my heart seeking His face? am I a part of that generation that seeks his face? He's thirsting for something. Now this spirit of Elijah is at work all throughout Scripture, so I'm just encouraging you adjust your lens in this season to be looking through the lens of the spirit of Elijah throughout as you're reading the scriptures as you're meditating on the word I want you to turn your Bibles we're gonna briefly go to because I just I just feel like here's a little snapshot something that we can peek into it's uh, John 19 chapter 19 and I'm just going it's it's here we are beloved okay love's greatest manifestation The Son of God Himself, the Son of Man, Jesus Himself, is literally hanging on the cross in His very last breaths, hanging between heaven and earth, reconciling heaven and earth. The Lamb of God that was slain and even in the midst of this final act of love. I'll start in verse 25. It says, Now there stood by the cross of Jesus, his mother and his mother's sister. Mary, the wife of Caiphas. I guess. I don't know his name. Uh, and Mary Magdalene. When Jesus, therefore, saw his mother, okay, think about the people who were there and think about what he focused in on. He saw his mother and the disciple whom he loved. I think that's really important, who he's identifying here right now. He saw them standing by as he's hanging there gasping for his final breaths to finish what he came to do he said to his mother woman behold your son spirit of Elijah restoring the hearts of the fathers mothers to the sons to the daughters woman behold your son And he turned to the disciple, who was a spiritual son of his, John the Beloved. And he said, behold, your mother. The spirit of Elijah, the spirit and power of Elijah at work, reconciling, healing a family that is being broken, at this moment because he is finishing. And instead of thinking about himself, all he can think about because he has the heart of his father is seeing the family restored to displacing the gaps, the aches of the heart, the brokenness of heart and seeing healing restored. from that hour it says the disciple from that very hour not a week from then from that very hour when they left there that woman came and moved in with her son john the beloved and he cared for her and loved her as jesus did As we carry on, the spirit of Elijah at work. After this, Jesus, knowing that all things were now accomplished, everybody say now, that the scripture might be fulfilled, he said, what he said, the only other time that I'm aware of, of when he said, essentially, he said, give me a drink at the well. But he's saying it again, and he's saying, thirst I want to ask you this do you think him being who he is that he was really thirsty for water knowing he's in one in the very next breath he's saying it's finished you to consider looking at this maybe two ways. I had one way, but maybe two ways where it's a son saying, I thirst to be back with my father where I always was for all eternity. And where it was the heart of the father being manifest through his very last breath saying, I thirst thirst for sons and daughters to come home with arms wide open so what if it was a prophetic snapshot at the well where the heart of the Father is saying, I'm through Jesus, as he said, give me a drink. I thirst that he's saying, I'm looking for those who will, who are worshipers from the heart. I'm looking for sons and daughters who will worship me in spirit and truth and it was the very last breath on the cross. I'm looking for those who will say yes, as he's just finishing his work and he couldn't give another anything. He literally gave it all so that we could come, so that we would turn from our rebellion so that we would turn from our disobedience so that we would turn from our brokenness and say yes to love and respond to this love that sought us out first before we even ever thought of him With the arms wide open, he said, it is finished. I thirst for the generation that seeks my face, that seeks the face of my Father from the heart. This is a perfect expression of the heart of the Father in his last moments. I wonder if any of us today on streaming, I wonder if any of us here would have eyes to see, ears to hear his heart in a fresh way. Who's offering living water, a well that does not run dry, The woman at the well she gets into the conversation with jesus and she's you know it opens up and moves into the focus about worship and she's like well you know you jews say we need to worship in jerusalem my father they've worshipped you know here in this place and jesus turns it right around into the very heart of don't it's almost like forget about the location For there's coming a time, and it now is, that it's not going to be up on a mountain, it's not going to be in another location, it's not going to be at Bethel or IHOP, it it is there, but you get what I'm saying? It's not going to be in this, oh, if I just go here, then, then I'll encounter God. It's not a location. The question, what, the, what is the Father really looking for, is answered in this portion of Scripture. Again, we're going back to John chapter 4. You see, the Father is not just looking for worship. It's important that you get this. He already, for all of eternity, has worship all around Him. If we just peek into Revela- the book of Revelation, you see it's constant. It's unceasing. It's without end. It's So glorious around the throne with holy, heavenly creatures, fiery ones, eyes all around. Just with massive prophetic declarations of who he is. Praise, adoration, it's all going on around him. He doesn't need worship. What the Father is looking for clearly in the scripture here is he's, I am looking for worshipers. I'm looking for lovers. I'm looking for sons and daughters, which means I'm looking for a heart that would seek me, that wants me as much as I want them. I'm looking for a response to my love that I've already manifested and poured out. I wonder if there's anybody out there who would respond. I'm not looking for somebody to do something for me, I'm looking for somebody to turn their heart toward me, spirit of Elijah, the power of Elijah, the love of God, turning hearts of sons and daughters back towards the loving Father through the perfect and glorious expression of the Son who reveals the heart of the Father perfectly. The Father is looking for those who seek Him, who respond to Love already being poured out, so it's not an earning; it's a responding to love that's already made away. Looking for those who worship in spirit and in truth. Acts thirteen twenty two gives us a peek. Acts thirteen twenty two. I'm just gonna go right there. It's. It's after the Lord removed Saul as king. It says he made David a king because he was a man seeking his own heart. So, this is a whole nother preach, but I'm touching on it, is Saul sought the heart of man. David sought the heart of God. That was the defining difference between the two of them. And again, that's another preach. We'll unpack it another time. But Acts 13.36, it says, David did all the will of God and served his purposes fully, meaning he's fulfilled the purposes of why he was brought forth in loving God as a worshiper first And a part of the expression of that worship was an ache, a longing to do the will of God. Scripture prophesied about Jesus where he said, here I am. It is written in the books concerning me. I've come to do your will. This is the heart of a son and this is the heart of a worshiper. And Jesus' disciples came back after buying food and asked him to eat. Jesus answered, verse 31, 34, "I have food you do not know of." I know. Oftentimes we joke in the community as like, "I have food that you do not know of." You know, it's like, but, but he's pointing to something so huge. You know, it talks about the Gentiles. They run after these things. What shall I drink? What shall I eat? What shall I wear? says, here's what you're to seek first, the kingdom and my righteousness and all other things will be handed unto you be who you were created to be and I'll take care of you is essentially what he's saying, you'll know if you do this, you'll understand that I'll fully take care of you, but if you don't do this, you won't have the revelation, I'll take care of you, but you won't have the revelation that I'll take care of you Yeah? My food is to do the will of my Father. He wants me, He wants you to seek His heart, to know Him, and will to do His will. And I believe that the will to do His will comes out of when we see Him rightly, the automatic response is to want to walk with Him and do what the Father is doing. Just as Jesus modeled for us, this is how a son walks with the Father. I've come to do the will of my Father in heaven. Why does he want this? Why is he looking for this? Because this is why we were created, beloved. We were created to be one with him forever. I have a little bit more, but I'm going to, I realize time is getting on here. Let's take a moment and pray. This is a season when many are looking for what they might, you know, concerned about what they might drink, what they might eat. And I understand the legitimate concerns. I understand it. But as sons and daughters, as worshipers, who worship in spirit and truth, which means we're growing in the revelation and the knowledge of what's true of who He is, His nature. And when we know His nature, that He is good, that He's faithful even when we're faithless, that He, as a good Father, He has made and continues to make all provision for His children. That With him, we have no lack. Oh, if we stepped into the glorious, eternal reality in the Spirit, where we see with our spirit, where we engage with our spirit, and we see that, Father, you are so good. You've always been good. There's never been a time in all of eternity when you've not been true to who you are. And scripture is true and cannot be broken. You are faithful. You have always been faithful to us and you will always be faithful to us. You cannot stop being who you are. And your love has never been based upon what we have done for you. The lamb was slain before the foundations of the world, before we were ever created and brought forth love was already making a way love was already breaking through love was already moving healing restoring creating a new way to return to the father that our hearts would be freed and empowered to turn back and to know the love of the father not just now but for all of eternity And I just declare, the Father is not looking for worship. The Father is not just looking to save people. Not just say this prayer and boom, let's fill the pews. The Father always has and always will be looking for worshipers. Sons and daughters, who as they discover who He is and who He's made them to be, cannot help but worship. It's an overflow of thanksgiving, it's an overflowing love response that is just unceasing. It's that water. That flows the promised one Holy Spirit in us empowering us where it's unceasing water flowing from our bellies. Fully empowered to love. Fully empowered to be one with the Father and the Son. And fully equipped for Every situation we might encounter. And together right now, I just release a decree of blessing right now. I decree the blessing of the Father right now to be released upon your heart, upon your lives. I decree that the revelation of the love the dripping, overflowing love of the Father to eradicate, to displace, to uproot every form of fear, every form of anxiety right now in Jesus' name, every panic that is challenging and bumping up against your identity right now. I decree your your identity is being reestablished in the love of the Father, in who He is. I decree right now that the, the power of the spirit of Elijah is right now being released into your homes released into your marriages, released into your families, your sons, your daughters, your grandchildren. I decree right now that this is the hour of Christ where homes and families are being restored by the power of the love of God in Jesus' name. I decree a gaining entrance right now that your homes are being swept, sweeping right now. The love of God is sweeping into your homes right now. The wind of his love is blowing into your homes, into every bedroom, into every kitchen and living room and washing out the negativity, washing out everything that challenges the knowledge of God that he's a loving father and that he's made full provision before you ever even thought of him. I decree right now that you are commissioned and empowered in this season to be a worshiper first, to be a lover first, a son and daughter immersed and overtaken by the love of God. And I decree that you're blessed in this season with every spiritual blessing. Beloved, this is not religious jargon. This is kingdom of God reality. And I say the effectual door has been opened. As he spread his arms wide open, he said, I am the gate, I am the doorway. And it is open for you, and it's open for me. Can I hear an amen? we got a couple people here. And so we bless you today. We encourage you as much as you can. Take a look on our website, eastgatehouseofprayer.ca. Take a look at the hours that we're open. We're going to, by the grace of God, as long as the technology holds up, we are going to be streaming our sets. Have it on in your house while you're working or puttering around. Turn off the garbage news and the feeds of pandemic and tune in. That's fine. I hear what the fake news is saying and all of the garbage is saying, but I want to hear what my Father is saying in heaven. I want to hear what my King is saying in the midst of all of this and be abiding in His love and in a place of peace and even thriving in this season and being a voice of love and peace for those around you who don't have Him yet. Bless you in the name of Jesus. We love you, miss you, can't wait to... Give you guys a hug when we gather again in this house. But uh, we're going to continue on down this course. Tune into the prayer room, our times, our Friday nights here uh, next Sunday. And uh, bless you. Have an amazing week. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you so much for listening to our podcast today. To find more teaching resources or to join us via live stream, visit our website at eastgatehouseofprayer.ca